And welcome to this week's edition of An Organic Conversation, a show about food, ecology, stories from the land, recipes, nature, sustainability, interconnectedness, relationships, and life itself. I don't care too much for money. Money can't buy me love. And today, with the holiday season in full swing, it's all about love in this hour. As we are reimagining the holidays. In previous years, during the winter holidays, we had episodes on how this time is celebrated around the world, with a closer look at Kwanzaa, Eik al-Adah, and Sukkot. And last year, we featured an episode on DIY. D-U-D-I-Y. <laughs> how to not get in trouble. No, do-it-yourself holiday gifts. Today, we are taking that concept even further beyond the nut brittle and the self-made herb olive oil as we are dedicating this hour to gifting oneself, or rather, your talents, whatever comes easy to you, which can certainly be a huge blessing for others. Holidays reimagined. Gifts that money can't buy in this hour of an organic conversation. And we will also be sharing some of our most cherished holiday stories and experiences that we had ourselves. And ourselves, that is Helga Helberg. Mark Mulcahy. And Sitarani Palomar. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of blessings for others, Helga, you shared this really inspirational story that has kind of gone crazy on the internet about a, a police dog who saved thousands of people in Mumbai, India. Oh, from the story, actually, and it's still... Well, actually, it up. was in 1993, so they're celebrating their 20th anniversary yes. of when this dog, he actually found 600 detonators, more, or nearly 250 grenades, and more than 6,400 rounds of live ammunition. And so in, in these bombings that happened in 1993, he actually, this dog who found all of these explosives, prevented three additional bombings and saved thousands of lives. And he, he was a golden Labrador police dog, completely beloved, a hero in his hometown. And when he passed away, they had a huge ceremony and buried him with full honors, which is really <laughs> incredible because in the, in the articles that I was reading, they were saying, you know, when a police officer passes away, they do have really big ceremonies. But when a police dog passes away, it oftentimes goes unnoticed or unmentioned. And yeah, in this it, case... I think thousands, if not over 10,000 people came and said thank you to that dog on his, on his grave. So that's amazing. And you were talking about <laughs> the effect of timber on you. Yeah, just, you know, realizing with that story again that I do feel animals save our lives every day and they don't really get credit for that, be it, you know, um, bomb-sniffing dogs or therapy dogs or companion animals in hospitals or that work with, you know, children that have cancer or there's something about the presence of an animal that I can certainly relate to in my own life having grown up or really grown up now mm -hmm. as an adult actually um, with Timber, my Belgian shepherd for the last... 12 years. Yeah, he kind of saves my life every day in one way or another. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, mm -hmm. big shout out to all the animals that, for whatever reason, are able to love us completely unconditionally. <laughs> well, and that's, that's what I was actually sitting here listening to see to take it from the story, because this is my first experience with this story. And yes, you know, the dog was trained to sniff out bombs or fine munition or those types of things. And it was doing that job you know, to the best of its ability every single day and happened to rise to the occasion in this particular. But, you know, like you said, animals come from a place of unconditional love. And I really believe that, 
you know, when your cat comes and gets on your lap, or your dog comes, puts its face on your knee, you know, or, or what have you, that often, you know, we think that, oh, they just want to be petted. But I think often it's about that they just know that you really need them to be there at that sure. moment. They do. No question. They absolutely do. I know whenever I was sick, if I had to stay home for the day because I wasn't feeling well, I maybe it was because I was home, but I did, I did run a business from home, so it was a different thing. You sure. know, if I was laying on the couch because I needed to recover, my kitty would come and she would sleep in my lap the whole day and just look at me with these eyes like, are you feeling better yet? Mm-hmm. It was so sweet and so perceptive, and animals are just really ingenious creatures. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yes, beautiful. Again, big shout out to all the animals in our lives in one way or another saving us every day. That's Janjir the dog. Uh, you're listening to An Organic Conversation. I'm Helga Helberg. I'm Mark Bouquet. And I'm Sita Rani Palomar. And today we are talking about reimagining the holidays, gifts that money can't buy. But before we dive into that topic, as always, here's our weekly tip from the world of health and beauty. Here's Chef Sita, a.k.a. Sita Rani Palomar, and her holistic bite. Thank you, Helga. Helga, you know, so many people have listened to this show, and when they hear it on the radio, they always thought that that sound effect, that bite that you just did, was a sound effect. But every (laughs) time Helga makes that noise. (laughs) It's there. Well, today I want to talk about something in the world of beauty, because it's cold now. In most places in the United States, most places in Europe, too, it's a cold time of year, and so our skin is redder. We are encountering harsher conditions. And I want to share some trips some tips about how you can reduce redness. Now, a long-used trick by makeup artists is to use a primer or a powder that has a green or a yellow tint in it because what that does is it counterbalances the red in your face. In my experience, and I've done this before, if you use too much of it, you kind of look white. (laughs) So some holistic tips that I want to share with you that you can do in conjunction with or instead of. Something like... um, making sure you moisturize because as it gets colder, your skin is drier and that can cause irritation. And if you're not moisturizing because you're afraid that maybe you're going to break out and that's what's causing your redness, it could actually be the other way around is you don't have enough moisture in your skin to prevent the redness. And be aware of the products that you use on your skin because if you're using something that has alcohol in it, that is drying. So make sure that your skin products are alcohol-free to the best of your ability. Also, using sunscreen even in the wintertime because there are still UV rays coming through even though we may see clouds more than we see sunshine and that's really important to maintain the health of your skin. Avoiding spicy foods and foods that cause inflammation can also reduce redness at the topical level. So making sure that you don't overconsume the refined sugars like the white flours and the white sugars and alcohol. Like I said, you don't want to use it topically. You want to be aware of the amount you're consuming as well because that can also cause redness in the face. And also, super hot showers, really hot water can cause redness in the skin too. So it's nice to take a warm shower when it's so cold. I know I need to do it before I go to bed. Otherwise, I'll be too cold when I sleep. But the hotter the shower is, the more likely you are to have red in your skin. And lastly, for a calming effect, if you do have red, we've talked about how to avoid it, but if you still have red, a calming effect can come from from ingredients such as licorice, rose, cucumber, turmeric, and ginger. And not just eating these foods, like licorice tea, which I adore, but 
finding topical products that have those ingredients in them because they do tend to calm your skin. And a lot of holistic, natural, and organic cosmetics will work those ingredients like the rose and the cucumber into their products so that you get a calming effect. It reduces redness and you can still glow this time of year. And that is this week's Holistic Bite. (laughs) Mark. (laughs) Well, it's always fascinating, first of all, listening to every Holistic Bite. But, you know, it's like... You live in a world that is completely f- foreign to me. And to think about, okay, moisturizing my skin or, or you know, okay, I better look at the redness in my face or anything like that. That's just something that I've never spent any time doing. And so it's really interesting. Could you use aloe vera as something to moisturize your skin uh, as, as opposed to like a moisturizer that you bought? I like products that have aloe vera in them, but I have never used pure aloe vera on my face. Mm -hmm. I've used it on other parts of my Mm -hmm. skin, but the skin on your face is really thin. It's very delicate. And I'm not sure that aloe vera gel Mm -hmm. is is, um, thin enough to prevent your pores from being clogged. Oh, okay. So, but but there are a lot of, like I said, the holistic, natural, organic products tend to favor a lot of these ingredients and they use them in combination with other ingredients so it isn't too heavy for your okay. skin. So you can find great natural cosmetics that have aloe vera in them because that also combats inflammation and redness. And one last thing is like, so I love the scent of ro- rose oil, oh, yeah. but could you put rose oil just right on your skin or would you want to mix that with something? Okay, so with any essential oil, essential oils are very strong. Yeah, I, they're I would very, think so. very strong. So you always want to dilute an essential oil before you put it on your skin, regardless of where you put it on your body. If you're using it as a perfume, sure. it is better to dilute it with an almond oil oh, or okay. um, a jojoba oil. Mm-hmm. But you can use it depending on your skin type. A lot of people can put oils directly on their skin and not break out. It really depends on the individual. Mm, okay. And rose is phenomenal for your skin and for reducing redness. So so you might want to try a combo of rose essential oil and a jojoba or oh, avocado okay. or something. There you go. Yeah, yeah. Don't, don't try some things on your own, Mark, before you... <laughs> Give <laughs> I, me a I call love, before you start yeah, mixing Please, in please. Kitchen. I love that first suggestion where makeup artists use like yellow and red to, you know, counterbalance. Yellow, oh, and, yellow, yellow and, and green. Yellow and green to counterbalance. Don't try that because you might end up being blue. Yeah. Or like, isn't that too when you, you know, the right color combinations, no of course, create. <laughs> no. <laughs> That's right. That's, yes. It's gonna be <laughs> Lovely. And as always, I think hydration is critical oh, too, right? You're more indoors. You know, in summer, it's the sweating outside. Mm-hmm. In winter, it's being indoors. Keep being hydrated. We have, you know, maybe a glass of wine here and there. And so that adds to drying your skin out over time. It so, does. Mark, but what you can do is go to facebook.com forward slash an organic conversation yes, and read up on Sita's holistic bite tips. Um, will we place that again? We'll put it on our blog. Okay, um, we'll put it so on our bla- blog. Yes, that's the way. Anorganicconversation.com for this show and any other episode that we've created for you, uh, as well as our blogs, including this one on how to avoid redness during the holidays. Also, facebook.com forward slash an organic conversation for more information and tips. Beautiful. You're listening to an organic conversation. I'm Helge Helberg. <laughs> I'm Mark Mulcahy. And I'm Sita Rani Palwar. Mark Brussels Sprout Mulcahy. <laughs> and today we're talking about reimagining the holidays, gifts that money can't buy, that and more when we come back right after the break. Stay tuned.
Spicely Organics' emphasis has long been on the natural health benefits of organic spices, and now Spicely is excited to share more health benefits with the introduction of their hand-blended organic teas. Choose from black, green, white, mate, oolong, pu'er, and herbals blended with their signature spices like vanilla rooibos, sweet turmeric, and honey lavender. Spicely Organics, teas, spices, and dried herbs at your natural food store and online at spicely.com. Are you interested in making healthy food your profession? Bowman College is a leader in the field of holistic nutrition and culinary arts. Their professional training programs prepare individuals for successful careers as nutrition consultants and natural chefs. Study at one of four locations in California and Colorado or learn from home in a self-paced mentor distance learning program. Find out more about their classes on holistic nutrition and culinary arts at bowmancollege.org. That's B-A-U-M-A-N college.org. Are you a chef, have a catering business, or planning a party, or simply just love organic produce? If you're in the San Francisco Bay Area, walk right in to Earl's Organic Produce. Anyone can buy directly from us at wholesale prices. You don't have to be a natural food store to enjoy the freshest and most delicious organic produce. We are located on the San Francisco Produce Market at 2101 Gerald Avenue. We look forward to seeing you. Walk-in hours are Monday through Friday throughout the night from 10 p.m. to 10 a.m. Minimum purchase is one box or flat, cash or checks only. For more information, visit earlsorganic.com. Listening to an organic conversation. I'm Helga Helberg. I'm Mark Mulcahy. And I'm Sitarani Palomar. And our topic in this hour is reimagining the holidays, gifts that money can't buy. We will guide you through our creative ideas of how to make the holidays a little bit less commercial and maybe a little bit more personal. And starting with the personal, Mark, let's dive into our own personal experience of kind of what sticks out when we remember and remiss on the holidays that we've had in our lives. You had such a beautiful story of breaking habit. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, and, I, and I've told this before on the air, but we were... You know, traditions are created in many ways, whether it's culturally or with the fa your faith or just passed down family to family. And we wanted to, um, our daughters, when we were, when they were uh, growing up, we were going house to house during the holidays. They were saying, you know, where do traditions come from? And, you know, can we create our own traditions or why do we have to do this and those types of things? And I thought that was a very fantastic question. And so we sat down and we said, well, what would we want to do if we created our own tradition? And they said, well, we would be able to eat anything we wanted on, <laughs> on Christmas Day. And we said, okay. I'm and we grew up house. in an organic vegetarian household. And there weren't the typical things that a lot of kids find in their cupboard there. And so, you know, they asked for Cheetos and hot chocolate and bacon and... I mean, like three or four or five of these things that just like they weren't normally on our shopping list. And they were kind of, I think they were waiting for us to say, mm, that, that's not going to fly. And we said, okay. <laughs> and Christmas morning came and they had whatever they want. And that tradition is held since then. And now mm -hmm. Christmas morning for us has actually become, well, we love going to see our families and all that, but it's really become a really special holiday for us because we get up. The expectation is that for me, there's going to be <clears throat> apple pie a la mode for breakfast. You know, there's going to be quiches baked in the oven the day before. So it's all kind of, mm. you know, it's all it's all done and it's not work for anybody. But, you know, there's 
bacon and hot cocoa and Cheetos and whatever anybody wants. You get to choose each year. Some of the things have settled in. Mine has never changed in, in almost 25 years. Brussels it's always sprouts. apple pie. Oh. Yeah, um, apple pie. And, but the, the deal on it is that now we've created uh-huh. this thing where each year we come together as a family and say, okay, what do you want to do for the holiday? How do we want to do the holidays? And I think that what it does is it really has created something that is yours. That is ours, and that they can pass. Our daughters can pass on to however they want to do it, right? But it's given them permission to kind of just create their own. How about you? And that's no. I'm, I'm not, when do you start that? What time? <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's not time early anymore. I'll be there. It's not early anymore. Um, it, you know, but it's usually like around nine o'clock or something like nine that. Nine o'clock you know? on the twenty fifth. On the twenty fifth. Okay, yeah. good. Pie and hot chocolate. And I'll be there. Yeah. Tell me in. Yeah. <laughs> I wish we had done that, honestly. It's so different in Germany. Um, we First of all, we celebrate the 24th. So okay. everything that's going on here during Thanksgiving and on the 25th is our 24th, the biggest oh. day of the year. Oh, okay. Because we in Germany, there's no Thanksgiving or anything like it. Sure. So the, really, the, the one food day, family day, where everyone travels home and you, know, you eat from... Uh, the early afternoon on. It's usually a little light lunch, but it's it really starts kind of at three or four o'clock when the the light kind of fades entirely. It's one of the shortest days of mm-hmm. the year. Yeah, yeah. So that means in in the northern part of Germany, the sun comes up around tenish. It kind of gets grizzly oh, wow. and some soft daylight. It never really actually becomes bright. Mm-hmm. It stays really really overcast. That's what it feels like. And then you know the the daylight fades again at. Th- 233 starting to and sure. by four it's usually you know you ha- you would have the lights on on your car sure and that's when you know all the radio stations only start playing there's no <laughs> pop anymore it's all christmas <laughs> songs it, that and, doesn't start like a month and a half early like it does <laughs> here. it does actually and that's really sad yeah there was one christmas where it started in like at the end of october and that was just incredibly upsetting because the, the commercialism of yeah. where, because you wanted to make a little bit more money, you start the whole commerce at the end of October. It was just way too early. But the point is, um, so really then from four on until midnight, we eat and, you know, gather around Celebrate. a yeah, Christmas yeah. tree. Everyone, I would think almost everyone in Germany has a little Christmas tree or something green nature brought in. And then the kids get get gifts. And but speaking of food, it's really interesting. I wish we had broken that because there are, there are a couple of items that are so traditionally Christmas, <laughs> which is goose and carp. Okay. And I think it comes from kind of the past World War II time when the the protein available was freshwater carp. Sure. And so the recipe for Christmas is uh, still for many Germans is carp blue, which means cooked carp. <laughs> and carp is an extremely fatty fish already to begin with. In this case, really, in, in lakes, pretty naturally held, of course, but f- fed to make f- fat for the holidays, right? So it's traditionally fatty. It's extremely fatty when you buy it. And, and then you cook it, which doesn't really drain the fat, but mm-hmm. preserves it. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of the equivalent for me as soaking cardboard for two months prior to eating it. So very positive it, it, Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. I hated it. <laughs> and I just wish, you know, we would have switched to potatoes and, you know, some vegetables or something, something that I wish somebody would have asked me 
because it was clear that nobody enjoyed it. And so this really important time of gathering around food, I think what you have created is more important than people often recognize. It's not that you get your way or creating that family tradition, but actually everyone loves it. Mm -hmm. That's the point. And right? they're all included in the decision. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Because we, I know my sister and I, we hated it. We, <laughs> we never, we never looked forward to that meal. We looked forward to everything else. When it came to eating time, it was awful. It was dreadful. And I didn't know that you could break that habit. So it's good to know this year will be different. <laughs> Finally. <laughs> Thanks for setting me free. Sita, how about you? Well, going back to what you were saying about starting the holidays so early and about how it was sad for you that at the end of October, you already started hearing Christmas carols and seeing Christmas commercials. One year was just extreme, yeah. Like it was promoting this, this calmer side yeah. of the holiday. But what I love about this <laughs> is it starts the holiday spirit early. Because for me, I'm one of seven kids, and I have about seven nieces and nephews. I mean, my family's huge, mm -hmm. huge, when you account for all the significant others and all the little kids. And there's, you know, you were saying at the beginning of the conversation, Mark, that there are traditions that we have when we were kids mm -hmm. that we continue But then as we have kids of our own, we're, we're adopting new traditions that fit with our new nuclear family sure. because we have a different nuclear family as sure. we get older. Sure. So it is important to me to spend that time with people. And as the, as the group of people grows, you need more time, mm -hmm. you know, for your friends and your family and your aunts and uncles and your cousins and your sisters and your brothers and your nieces and your nephews and everybody. And at some point, it just gets to be that the family's gotten so big, you can't do it all on one day. Sure. So if... We, we, we extend this holiday time so that we can have the traditions in our own household, the traditions in the household that we grew up in, the traditions in our sister's household, in our grandparents' household, whatever it is. It gives us more time to celebrate with one another, mm -hmm. which for me is really what this is all about. Gifts are lovely, especially when you're a child, and it is a way to show your love. But the thing that matters the most to me at the holiday season are the times that I spend sharing stories, sharing food, just getting to be with the people I love. And I am all for making that as long as possible. Well, that is the gift. And I think that's how it started with you, Mark, um, rushing from you know one household to the next because the family had grown. And nobody was served, not the people you were visiting, nor yeah, you in the car. Gotta go. We got to go yeah, because yeah. we have two more. You know, yeah. and Grammy is waiting too. So that's the whole point, um, reimagining the holidays. What would it do to give the greatest gift in this case of self and of enjoyment and pleasure. So what what's your what's your holiday? I, I love what you just said, but you didn't tell us what your little holiday memory is. Well, in my family, we don't rush. <laughs> you guys not know this about me? <laughs> no. Are you ever waiting on me? So so in my family, everybody watch those rolled eyes. This is being recorded on video. <laughs> We all get up whenever we get up. Everybody can sleep as late as they want. And the kids who are really eager to start the gifting, they all have stockings. And they can get into their stocking as soon as they get at up. At any time. At any time. Okay. Wow. And the stockings are great. They've got delicious citrus and they've got little games and toys and all kinds of things. So you can start playing while the adults sleep in, get up, and get their shower and make their coffee and have their apple oh. pie. Mm -hmm. There's no rushing. And sometimes we didn't get to opening presence until about three o'clock. But the whole day had that kinetic feeling of just being together presence, and, yeah. and, and letting the day show up the way the day wanted mm -hmm. to show up. Mm -hmm. And everybody got what they needed. If you needed to sleep until 
one o'clock in the afternoon, hello, my brother, because you stayed up all night catching up with your sister who you haven't seen in three right, months right. or you a could. year. You could. you could. Everybody got what they needed. Mm, nice. So when it came time to share that moment of opening <clears throat> gifts, we were all together. Everybody was excited to be there because they weren't thinking about, I need to make a phone call. Mm -hmm. I haven't showered yet. Yeah. I'm really hungry. It's really beautiful and honoring. And presence. Presence is the theme of Presents. Yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. Gifting the present of presents. Reimagining the holidays. Gifts that money can't buy in this hour of an organic conversation. I'm Helga Helberg. I'm Mark Wilkay. And I'm Citarani Palomar. And we actually have some really sweet ideas of gifting oneself further. Mark, you had some great ideas. And Sita, too. I, uh, when I heard that, it was so logical and easy and yet has usually is not being done and we get to that right after the break when we come back stay tuned for more Fry Vineyards is America's first organic winery, family owned and operated since 1980. Dedicated to the highest levels of organic and biodynamic farming, Fry never adds synthetic sulfites or other preservatives to their wines. Fry organic and biodynamic wines include delicious Cabernet Sauvignon, Zinfandel, Syrah, Chardonnay, and Sauvignon Blanc. Fry Vineyards Mendocino County award-winning wines without added sulfites. Available at grocery stores and online at frywine.com. That's F-R-E-Y-W-I-N-E.com. Spicely Organics offers more than 200 different organic spices and dried herbs to choose from. Classics like oregano and cumin, exotics like aji amarillo, and blends like tikka masala. Spicely helps nourish your body while embracing sustainable, eco-friendly, and ethical practices always. Take wellness into your own hands and creativity into your own kitchen. Spicely Organics, teas, spices, and dried herbs at your natural food store and online at spicely.com. You're listening to an organic conversation. And I'm Helge Helberg. I'm Mark Wilkehi. And I'm Sitarani Palomar. Our topic in this hour is reimagining the holidays, gifts that money can't buy. In the first part, we shared our personal experiences, also gifts already in themselves of what we've learned and what we've encountered in our youth. Mark, you had a comment on Sita's story. Well, when I was listening to Sita's story, something occurred for me is often we've had shows on stress and how to avoid stress on the holidays and different things like that. And what occurred for me is there is often there's something where someone goes, gosh, you know, we want to get our celebration going, but so-and-so is still sleeping or so-and-so needed to take a shower or whatever that was, right? We've all had those kind of things where we've thought it, we may not have said it, but we thought it's like so-and-so is being so rude or something. And what it, what it does for your family is it, here's the stage. You get to participate in it and how you do it. And everybody comes to that with that feeling. And so there's not going to be that anxiousness. There's not going to be that disappointment or that, or that stressful feeling of your brother sleeping till one. He's sleeping mm -hmm. till what, yeah. right? We can still have pie or open yeah, right. stockings or whatever like that. I, I love it. I yeah, mean, it just is such a healthy way. It sounds really sweet. It's like, like that island of togetherness that you actually look forward to because we all just finished a year of working and running, and mm -hmm. right? Yes. So don't continue that during the holidays. It's the, like, That should be the time when, okay, this is we are celebrating 
the presence of the I other and oneself and you know enjoy me the way I am because I had a hard year so I need to sleep three more hours fine you know, and in we your all case, know you're here we all know you will wake up at one point <laughs> we all know you'll be better for it when you wake up relaxed <laughs> you know and Helga you travel home to Germany so I mean what's that a 13 hour every, flight every year for 15 years yep. you, know, that's, um, you know that's a long yeah. flight and a couple of days of yeah and you this year I'm getting up. in on the 23rd and the next day, the 24th, is our tradition. So I will need to make sure that um, I sleep well the, the day before and <laughs> get some rest yeah. because yeah. otherwise it's just stressful and that's not what it's about. And what it is about are these things we're talking about. It's about celebration. It's about sharing. It's about love. That's the common thread through all of these stories. That's the common thread for why we gift, the tradition of giving people gifts in the first mm -hmm. place. But this year, on this topic of celebration and love and sharing time, we want to create a new tradition. And that is to give the gift that money can't buy, the non-gift gift, gift of, of time and of yourself. Because time is finite and it's non-renewable. It is possibly the most precious thing that you can give somebody. And not just the gift of presence out of that, but of your talents too. Sita, yeah. you shared some very concrete gift that you gifted somebody once. I did. And I thought this was so logical and so easy to do. And yet none of I, I never even considered that. And in looking at my couple things that I think I do okay, that I do well, I never thought of gifting that to somebody because I didn't think anyone would want it. But tell the story about... The well, kitchen you know, the more the more <laughs> that I'm settling into this age and this generation, right? We we're at a place now where we buy ourselves the things we need when we need them, and more of my friends and family are saying, "I don't need anything this year." Like, let's just put all of the yeah. money into the kids because mm -hmm. they're sure. the ones who really enjoy it. And that being said, we still want to give things to each other, but it doesn't have to be of monetary value. So my best friend, Rebecca, when she moved into her new house, she invited me and she said, you know what it would really be the best housewarming present for me if you came and you organized my entire kitchen. I haven't unpacked a single box. And every time I'm in your kitchen, <laughs> I know that. where everything is intuitively. If I'm standing someplace, I'm like, if I, were the, if I were the forks, they would be here. And there they are. And she said, this is what you do. You're a chef. You organize kitchens. It's all about flow and efficiency and never getting frustrated. Would you organize my kitchen for me? And I cannot tell you how much fun it was for me. It was so wonderful to have that opportunity to make something beautiful for her and to use my own talents. And it was really a gift to me, too, because it recognized that I had this skill. And she was thrilled. She then <laughs> went on to the part where she um, she labeled. She put, she got a label maker. Actually, it was her husband who did this, and it's very cute. But he got a label maker and put it outside of all the cabinets. So whenever somebody they, – they like to throw dinner parties at their house. And everybody stays and cleans up afterwards. And they were always wondering where to put – where if they could put things away, where to put things. They put labels on everything. So it is the most immaculate kitchen Auto I've ever been kitchen. in. <laughs> Autopilot kitchen. It practically cleans itself. A German would appreciate it. <laughs> yeah, I like it. I'm taking notes right <laughs> Right here. Okay. Helga, is that what you want for Christmas? No, it's just brilliant. Yeah. I, I do think yeah. things that come so easily and naturally to us, I would want that, you know, in, in a house if somebody comes in and is an interior designer or, you know, is a chef to use the skill set that they have spent a career in or currently are spending a career in that they know best instead of making it up and then, you know, living with it instead of, I mean, the difference is dramatic when you have a professional decorate your house or, you know, organize your kitchen versus how I would do it. Right. And you will benefit, you will be reminded of that gift for months and years to come. She so has. It's <laughs> and every time, really, every time I go I over it. there, I mean, they've been in this house 
for three plus years now at this point. Every time I go back over to her house, she's she always is telling people, you know, see to organize this kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> it's really cute. That's great. It's and really Mark, you know, it keeps on giving. It you sure too, does. Mark. I mean, I, I'm just looking now at our lives and talents and careers and um, from your pr produce expert, uh, have you ever been asked by friends to give me two hours of your produce expertise so I don't throw away my household budget or half of it at the end of the week? If you tell me how to store it, how to pick it, how to choose it right, I mean, they could just listen to the show. But <laughs> really, in, in your life, having done this for decades, it has never dawned on me to gift that. And I would actually love that. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm, now I'm learning this through the show from you. But you know, I love to sail. I love to sing. I never thought of gifting somebody a two-hour guitar lesson. And, and I wouldn't know if they would want it, honestly, with organizing somebody's kitchen that's brilliant. But I never asked somebody, could you, could you please gift me two hours of your financial advice? Because I know that's what you do for a living. Mm -hmm. there's, there's some kind of, of um, interesting hesitation but what, to... But what if you made that agreement, right? So, so we may not know, is somebody going to really want this if I offer it to them? What if the arrangement with your family and friends would be to ask somebody for what you need? Yeah, so yeah, we were talking yeah, about this, course. and one thing that occurred to me is, Helga, you're hugely inspiring. All of your friends are really motivated whenever you talk to them because you're an ecologist. You think outside the box. You look at how things go together. You can really help somebody find the motivation to get done what they need to get done. And I thought, well, what if Helga said, my gift to you this year, or if I requested that your gift to me this year was whenever I'm having a really hard day or I'm really stuck on a oh, problem, easy. Yeah. that, I, call that me. I would call Helga. <laughs> and Helga's gift to <laughs> me is so to easy. inspire me through the through the challenge. Oh, and as, as you said earlier, Sita, when you said um, you had so much fun organizing the kitchen, if I you know, um, can help a friend feel great about themselves again, and, and you know, that that's fun for me. I yeah. mean, that's that makes me feel great, of course, in that moment because we're just talking about possibility and and wonder and you know path and talents and so that would be a complete natural thing. How about for you, Mark? Well, you you you, <laughs> you were um, talking about whether someone's asked me to do a produce walkthrough with them or mm -hmm. show them. Mm -hmm. And there's been a couple of people over the years. Um, I give a lot of gifts of produce, like when it's in peak season yes. and just for that. You do. Just for that, right? Just because I know, okay, you may not know this, so I do that. You know, the interesting thing that comes up for me is I think these are beautiful ideas. And yet what's coming up for me is how much do we really know each other? Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, yeah, that's a what, you know, we're friends, we're family members. Do you know your sister's favorite color? Do you even know that your best friend, has they ever even mentioned that they really could use financial help? Has anybody ever, you know, said, I yeah. love singing, but I don't sing. I'm afraid to sing. Yeah. So that you could then say, you know what, I would love to sing with you. I'm going to come over Tuesday night. Let's just right, sing. Right. doesn't matter what the songs are. And oh, you're so right, because it's usually, I love to sing, but I'm not good at it. Yeah. Oh, why oh, don't you I sing mean, a song? Oh, totally. oh, no, 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 right? That's how usually how it goes. But, you know, and Helga, you know, I've been with you a couple times. Sita's been, you two have been together at different events where you sit down at a piano, you just start playing, you throw a couple of tunes out there, and it draws people in. Sure. And people sing, you know? And so what got me thinking is, what if in this gifting of ourselves, part of that gift is uh -huh. letting people know who we are and us asking how they, who they are, like a, a, creating a game or something out of it, right? Yeah. Like, I don't know your favorite color. We're on, here we're on the air. We've been on the air for yeah, three years. What's that gift called where you, or what's that game called where you, um, oh, I guess it's Trivial Pursuit. Pursuit, yeah. 
if you had a trivial pursuit for your family even or friends and you say, you know, somebody picks up the card and says, oh, okay, what's dad's favorite dessert? And you need to answer that. I, yeah, I could guarantee <laughs> you if you have just normal questions, wouldn't that be half would not be so, able to be answered. I love this idea because, okay, in my family, when we used to do gifts, we, we would do um, like a round robin kind uh -huh. of thing where right. it was like, okay, you buy for this person and you buy for that yeah. person. What if instead of that, everybody what? had to submit? A round robin? I don't know if that's what yeah. you call yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But yeah. what if instead everybody had to submit <laughs> answers guys. to this and then you played the game when everybody got together? I love it. I love it. And just think of what you would learn because... If you think about it, like last night I was sitting playing cards with my sister and I knew she, or learned that she liked junior mints, right? Mm -hmm. We've mm -hmm. known each other for 50-something years. And so then that gives you the opportunity to actually be specific when sure. you're thinking about that person. You know, leave them a junior mint. You know, give my mom a bear card. Oh, so you know, something adorable. that your mom really, that <laughs> she <laughs> loves yellow roses, right? So or something adorable. like that. that. That creates a specific tie to you and that person, even a tighter bond. <sighs> Yes. <laughs> you know what's particularly interesting about this is we're pretty much out of time for this entire interview, and we've only scratched the surface of the ideas that we came up with for this show. Because when you sit down and you say, I want to gift something mm -hmm. that has meaning and value and appreciation and love, then you suddenly find that there are about a million things that don't cost anything yeah. that are really more personal. <clears throat> but gifting yourself, giving your, gifting your presents, gifting holiday traditions that work well for everyone you know, gifting your talents, listening better to what the other person might like that you know how to do well. Um, I think this is all beautiful and in the same realm. You're listening to an organic conversation. I'm Helge Helberg. I'm Mark Mulcahy. And I'm Sita Ren Palomar. And we try to poke your interest to reimagine the holidays, gifts that money can't buy in this hour and in this episode. And we are for that part out of time. But what's coming up now is. Of course, um, staying with the theme of gifting produce, as Mark does every year so beautifully, <laughs> year-round. Also a gift that you don't just appreciate for Christmas, but get reminded of every month or every week, however you do it, twice a month with new perfect produce items. So we've, we've been on the receiving end of that. Thank you for that, Mark. Here is what's going on. Oh, no, coming up is what's going <laughs> on in the world of produce from the produce dock. Before that, we'll take a quick break. We'll be right back with more. Stay tuned. Produce is ever-changing, seasons coming and going. At Earl's Organic, we have been sourcing solely organic produce for over 20 years. Since 1988, Earl's Organic Produce has been establishing strong relationships with growers and developing a deep understanding of the seasons, so you can offer the most delicious organic produce to your customers, staff, and clients year-round. For organic produce, visit Earl's Organic Produce at earlsorganic.com. That's earlsorganic.com. Are you interested in making healthy food your profession? Bowman College is a leader in the field of holistic nutrition and culinary arts. Their professional training programs prepare individuals for successful careers as nutrition consultants and natural chefs. Study at one of four locations in California and Colorado or learn from home in a self-paced mentor distance learning program. Find out more about their classes on holistic nutrition and culinary arts at bowmancollege.org. That's B-A-U-M-A-N college.org.
are listening to An Organic Conversation. And I'm Helga Helberg. I'm Mark Mulcahy. And I'm Sitarani Palomar. Our topic is reimagining the holidays, gifts that money can't buy. Lots of beautiful ideas out of this conversation. And like I said, many more that we didn't get to. So check out our blog on anorganicconversation.com for ideas that we talked about today, ideas we didn't get to, and hopefully to inspire a dialogue with you, our listeners, because I'm sure you have plenty of ideas that will be very beneficial to people who are looking for creative gifts for the holidays. Mm -hmm. Yes, anorganicconversation.com or always facebook.com forward slash anorganicconversation. And now, as announced, here's the update from the world, from the happy, healthy world of produce from the dock itself, not the dog, the produce dock. Yeah, the dock. Here's our very own Mark Mulcahy <laughs> with What's in Season. Yeah, What's in Season. So, of course, we have on the line Earl Herrick from Earl's <laughs> Organic Produce, the voice of the San Francisco produce market. And today we wanted to talk about, you know, we're only a couple, way, a couple weeks away from the end of the year and lots of holidays going on, lots of meals, that type of thing. So um, I wanted to have Earl join us and talk about, okay, what's going on with a lot of the products that you might use around the holiday? What's, are they going to be good deals? Are they going to be available? That type of thing. So, of course, Earl, we have you on the line. Welcome to the show. Hey, hello, everybody. Happy holidays, Earl. <laughs> Happy holidays. Happy holidays. <laughs> so, um, so you know, Earl. Uh, yeah, go ahead, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> He's ready to rumble. He's ready to roll, man. Always. He's ready to just roll that off his tongue. Um, so, Earl, can you tell us what's going on out there this time of year? What's uh, yeah. a good value? What you know? What's it looking like for prices, for availability? What are we seeing? Mm-hmm. Well, I, I do want to say that you know, in terms of gifting, you know, gathering and celebration with with your friends and family, and of course, the breaking of bread is long, long tradition and. Of course, it continues with this this time of year. And where's the food? Where's the food coming from? Because all the local, all the local regional uh, areas are, are cold or too wet, and they're not producing. It's, they're coming from the uh, the desert of California, Arizona, uh, Mexico. And um, since we got past that last big eating holiday of Thanksgiving, the supply has remained steady. Well, we're seeing lots of great pricing. That's probably the, the biggest gift we can get right there. And um, there's product, uh, the veg deal is mostly from Mexico and Southern California. And then the citrus is from all over California. So, and Earl, before you go into citrus, when you say veg, are you talking like uh, salad greens, uh, uh, like mm-hmm. bunches of green chards and kales, broccolis, mm-hmm. that type of thing? Yeah, um, yeah. I think probably cooking vegetable may be a little more prominent this time of year, but I am referring to all that. So the, 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 when I refer to the deserts of California, I'm talking about the Coachella and the Imperial Valley, where there's uh, large farms producing all the broccoli and the cauliflower, and of course the greens, like the salad greens and the cooking greens of kales and chards, that's all in production. And there's a little more cooking greens out of Mexico this, this year. I think there's just kind of a maturation of that. Um, so there's great supplies, which equals great pricing. Great. So, Earl, hearing that, yeah. usually people don't, I don't think, people consider 
buying more than they need um, beyond the holidays. But it sounds like if pricing is really good, rather than buying for the holidays, cooking and then freezing leftovers, would this be a good time to look at some some staples, broccoli or citrus, in, in, that you that you could preserve well, that you could freeze, for example, broccoli, cutting it up, buying it in larger quantities, and then putting it in the freezer for February or March? Is that Is that a good time, or it's not quite as good? I would say that, that it's fine to do right now because it's pretty much gonna, it is going to come out most of the same areas now as it is then. Pricing, you know, I'll tell you, the world of pricing is, is very immediate with, yeah. that whole, with the whole equation of supply and demand. So I would say that's, that's something you can do, and that opportunity could very well exist throughout the winter. Well, and, you know, a key thing on that, Helga, and, and, and just to add to what Earl's saying, is because it is just now current, all it would take is a freeze, and yeah, the price of broccoli change. could go from yeah. $1.99 a pound to $4.99 a pound. So I would say that just as a general rule in any season, that if you find a good price on something and you want to increase the season or preserve or stretch that season, that's when you would do it, is not wait – Just make the decision that that's what you're going to do if you're going to do some sort of pr preservation and you want to keep something. Yeah, it's interesting. It's like a little bit like the stock market, right? You don't know what's happening in two weeks and the, the harvest could be wiped out and prices mm -hmm. could be skyrocketing. So if this is a good time and you cook or you buy already anyway, larger quantities perhaps for families, you know, consider a whole box. Consider talking to produce gentlemen, even in, in the department, if you don't have access to a wholesaler like Earl's around the corner, But somebody could walk into you, Earls, and say, I need a half case now, and I could freeze half a case. What's the price for a full case, right? Mm -hmm. Can you do that at a retail level too, Mark? Sure, Is that you can special order really? it. And, yeah. and you mm -hmm. get a better price usually, right? Yeah, They usually lock off 10%. It's at least 10%, or, yeah. 10 or 15% Even off. Even on broccoli or – Sure. Really? Yeah. That's interesting. I've never – You know, in, think. in the consideration of buying full cases, I think right now citrus <clears throat> is, a great, is a great time to do that because we're – Uh, we're, we're just entering into the season. We've been into it for a month or so now. Prices are very stable, and the quality is starting to get very good. So right now, for example, is probably your last best opportunity to get Satsuma mandarins. So, buy, so you, could, you could buy cases of those and just, and then, of course, that would get you through the car ride home, and then you would need another it's case. It's true. I have to say, so I was at a store the other day that purchases from Earl's, and they had five-pound boxes of Satsumas, and I looked at that box, and I said, that would last me a few hours. I need a 14-pound box of Satsumas. <laughs> the belly ache. Oh, so, so good. You know, I just want to make sure, you know, a seasonal favorite right now, Earl, just to, before we wrap yeah. this up, are navel oranges. Are, there, are they good? Yeah. Are they going to be? around are they going to be a good price what you know what's yeah. up with those well yeah they are around right now and their and their season started very prematurely in november where uh the, you, uh the harvest is happening just to get the burden of the fruit off the trees right now they're starting to get some good sugar uh prices are good i i would say there's there may be a chance to get a little bit better but they're very very good now and the quality is just getting better every day because really hits its main supply side probably January, and that's when the quality and the supply kind of uh, meld together, and so that's the, that's the perfect time to buy. But right now is, is quite good. And I'll tell you, uh, you know, the whole five-pound um, satsuma gifting was about 
taking this nice little box to you, colorfully decorated with a bow, maybe as you as you visit friends during the holidays. And oh, please I'll tell do! You, I know. Um, <laughs> I, yeah. I enjoy that. Oh yeah, please do. Well, we know what we're bringing to Earl. Please keep that tradition. No, when when we have you over. <laughs> yeah. And you know, and and they make great stocking stuffers: oranges, yeah. tangerines, totally any of that type of stuff. And one of my favorites, uh, pears. Right now, we Earl, we don't have enough time to really get into pears. We can do it on our, on a next show. But, you know, like a Comey's pear is perfect yeah. right now. And to get that in a stocking is unbelievable as a, a gift that you will be able to enjoy from time on. <laughs> That's right. Very cool. Thank that, you, Earl. Earl. Thanks for being on the show again, and we'll talk to you next week. Great thanks, to show. Happy you. holidays. <laughs> Thank you. Bye now. Thanks, Earl. Wow. Yes. I, I have a quick tip on cooking greens, too, because we talked about preserving them. I learned this from the instructors at Bowman College in Colorado because they're really smart about how they preserve the harvest because sure. it gets really cold and sure. it limits their crop. They buy their cooking greens when they're in season right now, and then they remove the stems and they blanch them in hot water really quickly just to, just to get them a little bit tender and so you're not freezing it while it's raw. But what they do is after they pat it dry, they stack them on top of each other and roll them up like a cigar sure. and freeze them like that. Okay. Because then when they pull them out of the freezer and you have these cigar shapes once mm -hmm. they've already defrosted, you can cut them into ribbons and then cook with them very easily. Is that like a chiffonade? It's a chiffonade. Yeah. chiffonade. Yes, oh, it is, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> it's a chiffonade. Thank you, Mark. Thank you, Mark. What's Great. In season. Great what's Wonderful. in season. So before we wrap, Helga, I know you have an organic moment for us, and I'm particularly interested in hearing this one because you gave me a hint about what it was about. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> The organic moment, yes, my view on the world or what inspired me during the week. Um, it's about honey, actually. I realized it's the winter time and it's tea time. I don't really drink that much tea in summer at all. Even iced tea is not really my thing, but oh, do I like a good cup of really nice tea in the winter time and throughout the winter months with really nice local honey. There's something really interesting happening with honey. Honey sometimes gets a little too firm, you know, hard to get out of the jar or glass what you buy it in. But there's such an easy remedy to it. Um, if you put the jar halfway into a bed of hot water in like a larger pot or so, after maybe half an hour, it becomes soft. And if you s keep it longer and add some more hot water, it becomes even runny again. The longer you leave it in the jar in hot water, the softer it gets. What's remarkable is that the honey will stay that way. So the moment you remove it from that hot water bed, when you feel like that consistency is perfect, it will kind of freeze within that consistency. It will not get hard again. It will not change as it cools down. This is fascinating to me that it stays soft, that it will fully assume its new consistency and does not change back in any way. It's a great reminder, and it's actually very encouraging for our lives, I feel, that lasting change can indeed take place. It's difficult to change, as we all know, what we would like to change, our behavior, some habits that we may have taken on that we really want to shed. It takes commitment and patience and practice, but just like honey, change can occur. And even though it's easy to fall back into the old ways sometimes, slowly but surely, a new state of mind and state of being can become our new reality. If honey can do it, we can do it. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. You know, that kind of... Re Listening to what you said there is reminds me of you let love into your life, right? You can't, you won't be the same. You can't go back to being mm. 
the, the same again That's if you right. let love in your life. Yeah. Your original state is altered. <laughs> yes. It is. I love that. Never well, be the same. I think it's a, think it's a pretty Oh, that's perfect. why they say, hey, honey. <laughs> you just were altered. That's right. <laughs> yeah. It's a perfect reflection for this time of year because it's the end of the year. We're thinking about you know, what we accomplished this year. We're thinking about what we want to accomplish next year. And it is fully inspirational to remind ourselves that we have changed and that lasting change is always possible as we look to set forth on a new year of beginning. And yeah, that, and that we have love what, in our life. What lives. they say, the only constant is change. And yeah. it's, it's so true and so beautiful. What do we change into, right? More bitterness or, or more love? More gifting ourselves? In this episode, we talked about reimagining the holidays, gifts that money can't buy, leaving the money out this time, and gifting presents and new habits and healthier ways of dealing with things. And yeah, gifting your talents. Mm -hmm. and <laughs> Lots of possibilities. And I let you de redecorate my kitchen, however you do that. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Thank you so much, guys. Well, I think Beautiful. we're just about out of time, but this was a really special episode for us. Thank you for tuning in this holiday season. Yes. And we look forward to seeing you in the new year. That was this year's edition of An Organic Conversation. <laughs> See you next time. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. An Organic Conversation is a proud production of the Organic Media Network. Associate producer, Kristen Ponger. If you missed parts of this show or for any other episode, go to iTunes or anorganicconversation.com. And for more information, health tips, recipes, and your daily dose of inspiration, please follow us on facebook.com forward slash anorganicconversation. We are your hosts, Helga Helberg, Mark Mulcahy, and Sita Rani Palomar. And we'll be back right here, same place, same time, next week. See you then. Bye. Bye-bye.